Good morning. morning. How is everyone? Hmm. That was quiet. Everybody awake? Okay, good. Come to the light given to you by Jesus, my Savior. Come to the light he gives you, Jesus, my Redeemer, and you will live there with him, and you will never die. That's what we just sang. Um, in case you didn't know, if you were like me, struggling to get through the Spanish part, not looking at the right side to see what the words actually said, but um, <clears throat> that's what we just sang. And I hope that you've come today in the light of Christ to receive from the Lord. Because if you just came to fill up a pew, that's what you're going to get. We appreciate you cleaning them off and dusting them for us. And that's, you know, part of what happens. But I pray that you came to be filled today. And not with my words, because I'll tell you right now, right now I am like shaking. (laughs) Um, Because as Brother Anthony said, it's very important, the message that we want to deliver. We ask the Lord, "What, what is it that you would want me to deliver? And so the Lord inspired me with this verse um, found in the fourth chapter of John. And then he kind of took me in a kind of a different way to use as an example that we'll look at as well. And then I'm going to, at the end, provide you with a challenge that we find um, in Alma. And um, so have a prayer in your heart. John 4, 24th verse. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And this story goes back to, um, or if you go to the beginning of this, this story, This is the woman at the well who Jesus asked for water to drink. If you kind of paraphrase the story a little bit, she says, well, first off, you're a Jew. You don't have anything to do with the Samaritans. Why are you talking to me? And uh, Jesus kind of not scolds her, but kind of teaches her a lesson about um, if you know the gift of God, and who it is that saith to you, give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. And so he kind of teaches this idea of living water. Well, living water is not the the message today, but it is the, the preface of this story. And it's the beginning of what I hope is your life serving God in spirit and in truth. Because... Jesus goes on to reveal to this woman and to influence her or persuade her in such a way that he tells her the very truths of her individual life. And she goes away and she's like, hey, there's this guy out there. He knows everything I've ever done. Who is this guy? Come here, come here. And people come and listen. And I hope that you have that desire as well. Jesus knows everything about us. 
There's nothing hidden from him. We like to hide stuff, or think we like to hide stuff. We want to hide stuff. Um, we want to cover ourselves when we're found in sin or um, you know, things beat upon us. And we, we want to hide so that God doesn't see those things, but he sees them just the same. And what my hope in this message is that we might strive to serve him in spirit and in truth. That in doing so, we would please God. And that we would receive the blessings that he has in store for us. <clears throat> There's a prophet in the Old Testament named Micah, and I'm going to... Not one I quote that often, not one I... But listen to what Micah has to tell the people. And this is the sixth chapter of the book of Micah. <clears throat> Hear ye now what the Lord saith. Arise, contend thou before the mountains, and let the hills hear thy voice. Hear ye, O mountains, the Lord's controversy. And ye and ye strong foundations of the earth. For the Lord hath a controversy with his people, and he will plead with Israel. So God has this concern, and he's pleading through the prophet Micah for Israel to hear. And he wants Israel to hear what he's pleading with them about. And he goes on and he kind of references some of their past. And, oh, my people, what have I done unto thee? And wherein have I wearied thee? Testify against me. So the Lord's crying out to them, Here, what have I done to you that you would be weary and that you would um, profess these things that I am not your God? For I brought thee up out of the land of Egypt and redeemed thee out of the house of servants. And I sent before thee Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O oh, my people, remember now what Balak, king of Moab, consulted, and what Balaam, the son of Boar, answered him from Shittimen unto Gilgal, that ye may know the righteousness of the Lord. And so he brings to remember, or takes them back, and this story of uh, uh, Balak, and I, I believe it happens back in Numbers, and there's a war going on, and God protects Israel. And so he's reminding them of all the things that he has done for them. And yet, they're weary, and they're complaining. And God is saying, what do I need to do? What more do I need to do? Okay, that's all I'm reading in the book of Michael. I apologize, I'm jumping into several different scriptures, but just where the Lord took me today, and I pray that God will bless you through uh, the speaking of his word. Because this is spirit, and this is truth. Thirteenth chapter of John. <clears throat> Anybody know what that chapter is about? Feet washing. This isn't a sermon about feet washing today. It's a sermon about serving God in spirit and in truth. Now, before the feast of the Passover, this first verse, 
when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, that he was come from God and went to God. He riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter. I'm going to stop there. When we're striving to serve the Lord in spirit and in truth, it can be a difficult thing. I'll be first to testify to it. It is. It can be. Because we get so clouded and, and we have our own experiences and we want to um, portray what we feel that we should be feeling. Anybody done that? God, answer this prayer this way so that I, which in my own mind, think is the right answer. It's a common thing. Something we struggle with. As in this flesh, we struggle to understand this concept that God is a spirit. And for, in order for us to serve him, we need to serve him in spirit and in truth. So it's one of the things we struggle with. And I think it's why it's so important today that we hear this message, myself included. Because this message, as I was receiving it from the Lord, it was penetrating my very being. And my spirit swelled up with inside of me, recognizing that there's so often times I am not serving God in spirit and in truth. Maybe I'm doing, going through the motions and I'm doing the right things. But is my spirit in tune with the spirit of God? And is God's truth being revealed in my life? And then, more importantly, through my life? Then cometh he to Simon Peter. Well, I hate to break it to you, but we're a room full of Simon Peters today. Because God gives us these examples in his word. Not that we would be discouraged, but that we could be encouraged. That we realize, it, here's one of God's chosen disciples. Jesus chose Peter from fishing, called him to follow him. And we know Peter was kind of flamboyant, or uh, that's not the right word. He was very reactive, right? He was very impulsive. And not everybody in here is like that, but everybody in here is in the flesh. And when he's looking at this scene, Jesus is here washing disciples' feet, and it doesn't say how many he washed before he got to Peter, but he comes to Peter, and Peter's like, wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. Peter says, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. This was a strange thing. And, and we can talk about the, the reason and, 
you know, it wasn't so strange that their feet would be washed because they lived in the desert and they wore sandals. And, but this was a servant's job. When you came into a household, they would wash your feet. And remember, this is happening right after the dinner. So not the right time. So this was strange. Probably strange to all of them, and, and some of them might have just been, oh, okay, hey, the Lord's doing this. I guess I better let it go. But Peter, giving us an example, says, wait a minute, Lord. What are you doing? This isn't right. Thou shalt never wash my feet. Have you ever had a moment where you say to the Lord, Lord, this isn't right. It might not be washing your feet. It might be something else that you're going through. It might be another stroke. Lord, this isn't right. Why am I having this conflict at work? Why am I struggling with this sister? Why am I struggling with my children? This isn't right. And Jesus answers him and says, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Well, I believe, just as I was kind of receiving this message to give, that Peter's heart and his spirit connected with the Savior at that very moment. And a change was brought upon him. And he goes so far as to say, Not just my feet, wash, wash me entirely. He comes to himself and he realizes this is the Savior. This is my friend. And he's saying he has to do this. And his desire is not that he would have no part with him. He wanted everything to do with him at this moment. Not even knowing that shortly he was going to deny him three times. And the Lord tells him he's going to. But at this moment, he has that connection with Christ and the Holy Spirit and reveals unto him that this is the plan of God for his life. And this is something that was so important. Jesus saith unto him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore he said, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you. Do we recognize what the Lord has done for us? I would say sometimes we do, and sometimes we forget. Sometimes it gets a little clouded. It gets wrapped up in the details, and we think, or do you, what are you doing washing our feet after dinner? This is not the right thing. And we get so distracted by all the distractions around us that we forget to connect with the spirit and with the truth that God has revealed to us in our life. <clears throat> and Jesus goes on, Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. An example. He's, he's blessed them with an opportunity. And God's scripture is full of opportunities for us to 
learn his ways and to be found walking in the spirit and in truth and having that desire to be filled up, not with the desires of man, but with the desires that God wants for our life. And I can't answer that for each and every one of you today. I, I can't. I can think about myself and what God is revealing to me and how he wants to reveal himself more to me. Do you believe that God wants you to walk aimlessly through this world? Maybe some of you do. I'm not looking for a necessary a verbal answer today. But where are you at with the Lord right now? The Lord wants to fill you up. And he wants you to walk in this spirit and in this truth. Because God is so mighty. God is so great. You know, just a few chapters chapters before, just before the, the fourth chapter, and I, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent his son not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's what Christ came for. Yeah, he taught us a lot of things. And in that scripture, in the uh, feet washing, he's teaching the disciples of what they should do in being in service one to another. And it's a lesson in humility and in love and being in tune with the spirit of God and the spirit of truth. Because that's how we need to worship God is in his spirit and in truth. There's a song that we sing from the Songs of Zion. Number 27. There is a Savior. They call him Jesus. They say no other can save from sin. Now he's my father, my dearest brother. So step aside, world, and let my new friend in. When I was drifting, he dropped the anchor when I was outcast, he brought me in. When I was sinking, he threw the lifeline. When I was dying, he let me live again. When I was losing, he won the battle. When I was anxious, he calmed the fear. When I cried to help me, he reached to save me. When I had no one, I found this friend so dear. So let me praise him, for I adore him. And I will sing it, oh yes, forevermore. Oh, hallelujah, sing hallelujah. I found the lifeboat, praise God, I made the shore. I hope that you have that song, singing of hallelujah in your life. I hope that you feel a connection with God in a powerful way, that you want to desire to serve him in spirit and in truth, that you would walk into his paths. And I said I was going to leave you with a challenge. In the 34th chapter of Alma, <clears throat> Amulek is testifying of Christ. And remember, I may I remind you that this is before Christ came. And um, Alma had preached to uh, the Zormites here, and Am Amulek's kind of giving up the, 
the follow-up. He's, he's the second uh, in, in this particular case. And so he's kind of reiterating the words that Alma had taught to them. And in the 34th chapter, in the 33rd verse, no, I'm sorry, 32nd verse, sorry. For behold, this life is a time for men and women to prepare to meet God. Yea, behold, the day of this life is the day for men and women to perform their labors. And now, as I have said unto you before, as ye have had so many witnesses, therefore I beseech you that ye do not procrastinate the day of your repentance until the end. For after this day of life, which is given us to prepare from, for eternity, behold, if we do not improve our time while in this life, then cometh the night of darkness, wherein there can no, sorry, there can be no labor performed. You cannot say when you are brought to that awful crisis that I will repent, that I will return to my God. Nay, you cannot say this, for the same spirit which doth possess your bodies at the time that you go out of this life, that same spirit will have power to possess your body in the eternal world. For behold, if ye have procrastinated the day of your repentance, even until death, behold, you have become subjected to the spirit of the devil, and he doth seal you his. Therefore the spirit of the Lord hath withdrawn from you, and hath no place in you, and the devil hath all power over you. And this is the final state of the wicked. And this I know, because the Lord hath, saith he dwelleth not in unholy temples, but in the hearts of the righteous doth he dwell. Yea, and he also said that the righteous shall sit down in his kingdom to go no more out, but their garments should be made white through the blood of the Lamb. And now, be, my beloved brethren, I desire that you should remember these things and that you should work out your salvation with fear before God and that you should no more deny the coming of Christ that ye contend no more against the Holy Ghost or the Spirit of God, that ye receive it and take upon you the name of Christ, that ye humble yourselves even to the dust and worship God in whatsoever place you may be in, in spirit and in truth, and that ye live in thanksgiving daily for the many mercies and blessings which he doth bestow upon you. That's our challenge today. And you might think, well, this is just about baptism. It's not just about baptism. Yeah, that's an important part of it. But if you heard that, we have this um, opportunity and we have it's, uh, this life is given to us that we might begin to prepare to meet God. And that's what we have this life for. And Brother Tony said it in his prayer, and how do you say that? A, thousand, a, day, is, a day is a thousand years, is a thousand years is a day, right? Brother Tony quotes that often. We hear him say that quite a bit. Time with God is just like this. We don't even have a perception of God's timing. And we have this life that's been given to us. And for some, it lasts a long period of time. For some, it's very short in our minds, our time frame. You know, and we don't understand why that is. But in each and every one of us, it's a time that we are called to prepare to meet God. And we have the opportunity to live this life 
walking in spirit and in truth, even as was said, that we might praise the Lord in spirit and in truth, that we might receive from the Lord in spirit and in truth, that we might be found blameless, and that God would be the ultimate victor, because God is the ultimate victor. We know what the book of Revelation says. We know the end of the story. God wins in the end. It's our desire, and it's my desire today. I want to see all of you on God's team. I want to see all of you serving God in spirit and in truth. And when we are found in this way, we'll, we'll see blessings beyond what this building can contain, beyond what my, our minds can contain. And we'll have opportunity one day to gather at the feet of Jesus. We'll have opportunity to praise him. Don't procrastinate. Today is here. Tomorrow is not promised. Today is the day of salvation. Today, maybe it's just a, I need to make a turning in my mind. Lord, I want to pray and I want to receive and I want to worship you in spirit and in truth. Maybe that's the desire you leave with today. And if it is, amen. God bless you. Maybe you feel like, hey, I'm doing a really good job. Do better with the Lord's help. Ask the Lord, how can I do better? Lord, I feel like I'm serving you in spirit and truth. How can I do better? Because I can tell you right now, we all can do better. We all have opportunity to improve our spiritual walk with the Lord. And it's vitally important today. Not only do we need it in our own lives, the world needs it around us. God has an opportunity to work through you. But first, he's got to work with you. And you've got to work with him. And in doing so, then, together, we can change the world. I hope, and my prayer for you today, is that you will leave here with the desire to serve God in spirit and in truth. Why I think I felt like the Lord was giving that message. I know for myself, I need to do better. That's my desire. I want to do better. And so I'm asking you to hold me accountable to do better. And I'm going to hold you accountable to do better. And for each one of us, that's a little bit different. But that's okay. That's what God wants. That's why we have such a unique group of people that I love to fellowship and to gather with. And we all have challenges. And we all have trials. And we have opportunity to pray for one another. And support one another. Let's lift each other up. To a better spirit of serving God in spirit and in truth. Let's, let's lift each other up instead of beating everybody down. Somebody's down, let's try and find a way to lift them up. Could be just a small it would just be a word of encouragement. But first, you've got to go to the Lord and ask him to bless you and to care for you. And he will hear you if that's the desire of your heart.
because he wants to teach us, just as he did in the 13th chapter of John, that he would teach the disciples. He wants to teach each and every one of us. May God bless you today is my prayer. May 2020, wow. may it be a year of blessings and a year of drawing closer to the Lord for all of us.